Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There is no rest for the weary, and uh, that's where Glenn West is, as he pulled back into New Orleans late last night or early this morning. And, Glenn, uh, you thought you were going to have a day to yourself but LSU decided to make massive changes as Brian Kelly announces that he will be making changes to the entire defensive co- coaching staff, which for some fans comes as a welcome. I think Glenn for us, uh, it's one of those things where it's kind of mixed emotions. We're not fans necessarily, but look, these are people losing their jobs, changing their livelihood. And so you don't ever wish that on them, but Kelly does make the changes. And Glenn, uh, I shot a text off or I had someone text one, one of my buddies and he said, I thought you were in the offseason. I said, there is no such thing as the offseason, and I'm learning that more and more, especially here at LSU. But Bryce Good alongside Glenn West for the Go 24-7 podcast, kind of a uh, a smaller version. But LSU overhauls the defensive coaching staff. Glenn, I think this is something that we um, could have foreseen coming. We, we kind of felt that, uh, you know, could happen. Are you surprised to the magnitude? of what happened of the entire defensive coaching staff being gone, or or is is this pretty on par for course, what you thought would happen? I think it's probably – it was something you could have predicted. Uh, I do think that there was probably more smoke out there about what LSU was going to do in terms of maybe keeping a couple of those guys on staff. And I I just think that, you know, the the one thing that I've said pretty consistently here over the last couple of weeks – um, has been, you know, a big part of this offseason has been about retention for Brian Kelly on both sides of the ball. It's mm-hmm. been about getting the same players back, getting that personnel uh, back into the fold. Uh, you've, you've, you've done it in some areas, and in some areas, you know, you're, you're losing some talent. And, you know, obviously we, we, we can harp on the transfer portal guys that are kind of, uh, you know, out the door now on offense. But defensively, um you know, you, you, you were just kind of in a position here where if you were going to bring back a lot of these pieces, a lot of these players that you want to build around again for the 2024 offseason, did it really make sense to run it back with the same coaching staff? Uh, I think that was maybe the the question here that Brian Kelly was 
maybe asking himself over the last several weeks. And then really, I think this bowl game performance just reaffirmed uh, a lot of the challenges and a lot of the disappointment that's kind of come with this season. You've already seen a couple of LSU players make some, uh, you know, some, some smoky kind of uh, gaudy kind of uh, tweets out there that have been sent Instagram posts, uh, some, 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 some kind of reading between the lines. I think I put, out there, are there any code breakers out here for some of these, uh, you know, some of these messages that have been put out by the players? I just think that, you know, really, you go back to the start of the season, there was just some, some disconnect here. I mean, like there was just, you know, I don't think there's any way around it, you know, in terms of the, the frustration level, not only from the players but from the coaching staff as well about, you know, just how could they get these guys in the best possible position to have success? And it was really a season long struggle to do that, and and I think that's mm-hmm. kind of where. Kelly was at with a lot of these uh, decisions that he had to make. Um, you know, you really feel for a guy like Jimmy Lindsay, who really never even had a chance to kind of get his feet wet with the program just because you know, he had a really bad medical emergency. And so we'll see, um, you know, maybe I, I don't know this. This is not, this is just pure speculation. Maybe there's some kind of smaller administrative role that they can bring him back uh, into the program for. Uh, it's just not going to yeah. be as a defensive line coach. And we'll see kind of how that, all shakes out and works out. But this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. The other one's not really surprising. Obviously, Kerry Cooks and, and Robert Eeples now have had two years of program, and, um, you know, I think there's. Uh, certainly a, a level of just kind of what you see is what you get kind of thing going on right now with the, the defensive backfield and how much how much change, how much development, how much you know talent needs to be brought in there uh, to really get this group back into a, a respectable place. Um, and and but but the big one obviously was Matt House, and I think that a lot of people um, you know were expecting this one. Um, I, I wasn't expecting it to be kind of the mass exodus that it was. Um, but Kelly obviously had those exit meetings with the coaches. He uh, made those decisions. Um, and, and I think that's it's something now that you can turn your head to, uh, you know, the next couple of weeks. And we've already got hot boards rolling out. We're going to, by the time most people see this, you'll see kind of our initial predictions of, of names that LSU could potentially target as, as defensive coordinators. Uh, and then we've also, obviously also got a lot of uh, position coaches now that we're going to be looking uh, heavily at. Uh, as potential guys that could come on board and try to improve uh, position-wise. But the last thing I'll say on this, and I think the 
the biggest thing here uh, is that Kelly over his first two years and really throughout his entire career, if something's not working, he's going to fix it. And I think that's what you see with this yeah. move. Uh, obviously, going back to last year with the, the 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 turmoil with special teams and him making a very swift decision there to uh, kind of uh, you know pivot away from Brian Polian in that role, and now what you're seeing with the defense, you had a historically bad defense, and it's just so it, it's so hard unless you have a, a fantastic resume and past history of success that uh, it's just hard to overlook that. And you you saw it with obviously with Bo Pelini a couple of years ago at LSU. You just, it's hard to survive that. And LSU made some really big changes after that season, and you're seeing it again this year. Uh, and it'll be very interesting to see kind of where Brian Kelly ultimately winds up with uh, with some of these decisions that he now has to make on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and two, look, I mean, I know fans, and especially on our board, they, they were really kind of uh, – I mean, look, we, we had seen – what was it about, you know, two or three threads a week uh, talking about what's going to happen, is this going to happen, you know, things like that. And I wanted to ask you this because you were there in person. You know, I wrote a piece about how Greg Penn talked about the defense wanted something to prove. Look, I don't want to take anything away from what Tanner Mordecai and Wisconsin did because, look, they were down some players and Mordecai played a good game. Uh, and sometimes that happens. But did the bowl game to you magnify the need to make this move even more? Like, do you think that – because I think there was a consensus among some of us that, hey, they could make just, you know, position coaches changes and retain Matt House. Now, look, I'll say this before you answer it. I'm not, you know, advocating either way. What I am saying is that, in year one, Matt House was able to get a lot out of some veteran guys. Year two, you could you could make the argument, a lot of people might not agree with you, that the Jimmys and Joes aspect wasn't there for him. Uh, but do you think the bowl game kind of you know clinched this decision, the nail in the coffin per se, to say, hey, we just need to go ahead and wipe this thing clean because we had a month to prepare and it didn't look any different? Yeah, I think there's a layer of truth to that. I mean, I don't think one game is going to really push – somebody like Brian Kelly over the edge and making that decision. Um, I do think that there was a lot that, that factored into it. And, um, you know, it, it's, you know, he, he said in his statement, it's a difficult kind of thing to do when you're, uh, you know, you build relationships with these coaches and, and you kind of have to say, Hey, you know, this just isn't working. We got to move, got to move on. Um, you know, I think the way that he approached it and the way that he handled it was as professionally as possible. And that's kind of what you, get with, with Brian Kelly. You know, I think he's going to try to be mm -hmm. as professional as possible with these situations. Um, but certainly, I mean, when you look at the game on Monday uh, against, against Wisconsin, it was a lot of the same issues, right? I mean, it was, you know, guys, you know, having breakdowns in the secondary, it was, uh, you know, certainly the, the, the Mordecai's of the world were able to extend plays on the front seven for most of the first three quarters uh, and, and make some, I mean, he made some ridiculous throws. I mean, Mordecai had a really good game. I can't take that away from him, but um, there was definitely, I think an element of this to where, you know, the, the, the coverage was not all that great. The uh, you know, there, there were some plays there where LSU just kind of had some busts in, in, in the second level and, um, you know, whether it was linebackers and, and then there was the missed tackles that were, were kind of a big issue mm -hmm. uh, very early on in the game as well. Some missed, uh, you know, reads and lines taken to the ball. Um, you know, the running back had an ocean of room to, to run through uh, for, for a lot of the first half. And, you know, it really wasn't until the fourth quarter where I thought LSU kind of settled in defensively and was able to get those, those couple stops there to kind of get you the win. But I mean, if, 
you, you just you saw it all year long, and it just really wasn't that much improved, if at all. I don't think it, you could make a case where it was improved. I mean, Wisconsin came in as one of the worst scoring offenses, one of the worst uh, you know pass yards offenses that LSU had faced all season, and they were able to kind of carve them up there for about three quarters. So, uh, makes sense that you make these moves, um, and now you obviously your attention focus your 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 focus turns to uh, finding some some guys that you can bring in on the coaching staff that have had the same kind of impact as your offensive coaches have on these on these on these guys the first couple of years. I think Kelly has proven that he can hire coaches on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, now it's now he's got to go out and, and find the right pieces and the right fits on defense. Look, he talked about the importance of year three, and Nussmeyer talked about it. Kelly mentioned it. And now to throw in another wrinkle, I guess you could say, you got to find a new defensive coordinator and defensive coaching staff. We're going to leave a lot of the specifics and the names for people who want to take advantage of that 60% off, or maybe you're already a subscriber of or going 24-7. So let's take more of a general you know, aspect and, and look at this. And, you know, Glenn, I, I know you've been a part of coaching changes at LSU. I've been a part of coaching changes elsewhere. There's different um, – there's different ways to go about this, you know, no, no matter where you are, uh, play, play, people like to do this, but it seems like, and I'll just say this and go out on a limb and it might be captain obvious defensive coordinator has to be settled first. And with Brian Kelly being more of that offensive mind, if you do bring in a veteran, more experienced DC, look, he's going to have a network of guys that maybe he wants to bring in, you know, uh, for a linebackers coach or for, you know, defensive line coach. I know there's been a lot of smoke on a certain defensive line coach uh, that just got knocked out of the playoffs. Once again, we'll we'll leave that chatter and that conversation to the message boards. But your thoughts on this, because it seems pretty cut and dry to me. You're going to get the DC, and then he, along with Kelly, are going to figure out how they want to piece together, you know, a cornerbacks room, a safeties room, a lot. You know, uh, you know, one thing that was, uh, you know, some staffs do. Uh, they're going to split cornerbacks and safeties up. Some people just want to have one secondary coach to bring that room together to create more cohesion. Your thoughts on kind of where LSU may go from here, and is that the style you see Kelly taking? Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be pretty uh, swift but calculated, I think is probably the best way to put it. I mean, I'm sure he's already compiled a list of names for every job that he that he wants, uh, and, and he's just kind of going to go down the list and interview those people and – uh, see if he can't try to lure the best staff possible to to LSU because I mean that's been something that he's said uh, pretty uh, significantly over the last month or so. Whenever he's asked about uh, these coaching staff changes and the impending decisions that he needed to make, uh, part of his answer to that was, "I'm always going to do what I think is best for LSU." And uh, obviously, this is the first step to that. And now you've you've got to look forward to. Um, to making the right calls on who your next hires are. Um, but one of the things that I think I'm going to be looking out for is what's the, going to be the balance between recruiting uh, and, and, and obviously the scheme side of things. I mean, I think you brought in yeah. a lot, you know, these last, these last batch of hires. I mean, that I think the blueprint going in was guys like steeples, uh, you know, certainly uh, 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 guys like Jamar Kane when you first hired him away a couple of years ago, those were going to be, I think, the young kind of recruit heavy, uh, you know, guys that you wanted to bring into to the defense to kind of find that, uh, you know, to kind of bring in that new generation iteration of the program. Whereas guys like House and, uh, you know, Cooks and all those guys who have been capable 
recruiters. But they they were definitely more X's and O's types. I think is you you can make that case. Um, mm-hmm. I I would personally like to see LSU bring in a pretty veteran defensive coordinator, somebody who's had some established success. I think you need somebody in here that um, can get the X's and O's part right, can, can eliminate the confusion, eliminate the uh the, the the frustration obviously that, that that there was the disconnect that there was this last year because you're bringing in a lot, you're bringing back a lot of these guys and like the, i think yeah. the biggest thing here is making sure that their on-field you know cohesiveness matches what they were like off the field and i i do get the impression that this was a pretty close team off the field i mean there was no drama really outside of you know a couple of defensive backs that that, that really just were frustrated with their roles um but there was really no not a ton of drama on this team and i think if if anything they kind of got even closer with something like what what happened with greg brooks earlier this year and you could really see that connectivity with the team and the cohesiveness of the team kind of come together uh in that moment and i think a lot of the players kind of voiced uh how much of this season they wanted to be because of what was going on with that situation and so um, you know, I, I think the off-field part of it, the chemistry, the the relationships that those players have off the field um, is important in all this. Um, but you've got to bring in the right coaches to make sure that these guys are getting schemed up the right way, that they're put in the right roles. Uh, and, I, and that would be the priority for me is, is getting somebody in here to lead that defense who is an X's and O's guy through and through. Uh, we'll, we'll have a good scheme. We'll, we'll know how to utilize these pieces that LSU has. Uh, on the current roster. And then maybe you fill out the position coaches with a good balance of the recruiting aspect and obviously uh, past history of success, that kind of thing. So I, I do think that there, there's there's going to be a, a fun balance here that LSU and Brian Kelly's going to have to find here. Um, and and the fact that he's making pretty much every new, every call here on the, on the defensive staff, he's going to be, you know, it's going to be a complete reversal. I mean, like they, they're holding on to John Jancic, according to Wilson Alexander, the advocate. And I think Shay Dixon also reported that from on three, but uh, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be a major shakeup here on defense. And it's just about finding that right fit, finding the right culture uh, of, 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 and, and finding the right, you know, coaches that you think can do the job. So uh, I'm going to be very interested to see what kind of list of names kind of comes out here over the next 48, 72 96 hours and, 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 and kind of go from there. Brian Kelly now has to replace two coordinators and multiple assistants, yeah. offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, defensive line, inside linebackers, safeties, and cornerbacks. And, uh, you know, you talked about making these swift changes. Here. A lot of it. What'd you say? It's, it's why he's here. I mean, it's, it's why he brought oh, yeah. him in to handle these CEO type matters. And, you know, obviously he feels like he messed up with the, the first, you know, first round, uh, first try on defense. And now, you know, he's going to get, get I, I would imagine, a lot of resources to try to get it corrected. You know, and two, I think I, I will, we'll end it with this. You know, there's going to be a lot of concerns if this thing drags on, you know, too long. And for some people, two days is too long. They, they want a They want a name right now. Uh, you know, the concern is, okay, what about transfer portal recruiting? You know, we saw uh, Austin Osbury uh, commit last night, uh, Jair Brown uh, on campus. I'll tell you, you take one look at the picture that Jair Brown took and uh, Frank Wilson and Sherman Wilson, those two guys are going to have it on lockdown when it comes to recruiting in the uh, in the absence right now, the short-term absence of coaching staffs. Uh, you know, and so I think just from a recruiting perspective, and we'll talk more with Sonny Shiv about this uh, tomorrow, Glenn, I think more in the recruiting aspect, 
when you have a recruiting staff that has done as well as LSU has, and I'm talking about you know the player personnel guys, the, the recruiting directors, Sherman Wilson, Frank Wilson, and, and how he's able to both those guys are able to kind of you know uh, it seems like you know get the nails in the coffins for several guys. When you have that and a CEO type of Brian Kelly, that's a lot that a player can be you know trusting. Hey, I don't maybe not know who my position coach is going to be right now. But, you know, you got a guy in Brian Kelly who's one of the more successful coaches in the sport and then also some elite recruiters uh, that you know are going to be there going forward. So, you know, your thoughts as we wrap it up from here, is there a concern, you think, um, or is that more of the line of thinking that LSU is going to be kind of okay when it comes to recruiting in the short-term absence of, of some faces in these roles? Yeah, I think they'll be okay. I mean, uh, I think one guy that comes to mind now is is Terry Bussey, um, you know, the, the five-star cornerback who they've been really going after the last month, six weeks or so. Um, is, is just having an open dialogue about why you think it went wrong this last year, how you think you can correct it with the staff that you're bringing in. Um, and, and I think, you know, that's something that will resonate with recruits because, look, I think a lot of these guys watch games and a lot of these guys see that, that, that product was not very good for LSU last year. And then they can come in and they can maybe uh, kind of help be the, be a part of what helps fix it. And, you know, that's, that's, I think gotta be the message to a lot of these recruits. And certainly you just signed 28 guys. And, and I think, you know, I'm sure all of them right now are, are on pins and needles waiting to see kind of what decisions are made here over the next several uh, days and weeks. But um, I, I do think that, you know, there's, there's a reason they're doing this right now. Right. I mean, like they, they, they did not have a, a great year on defense. And, um, you know, I think that, that a lot of the moves that are going to be made now going forward are going to be about angling this towards the future of the program and, and getting the right people in here um, to, to kind of carry LSU into this next phase of the Brian Kelly era. Um, it, it's going to be, it's going to be part of one of the more massive off seasons, I think of his entire career, honestly, is, is this year um, in, in, in getting these hires right, getting uh, the, the right players and the right pieces in, in place to, to kind of fit uh, what LSU hopes to be is, is a college football playoff team. I mean, that's the goal. I mean, the, there's a 12-team playoff now. If LSU's sitting on the outside of it next year, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's not a passing grade, if you, if you ask me. I think that there's – um, a lot of uh, momentum and a lot of, um, you know, a lot of thoughts here that LSU should be in that 12 team mix next year. They should be competing for championships. Uh, and a lot of the decisions that he makes here over the next couple of weeks are going to really lean into just how this roster looks, how it could be constructed and what the personnel and, and, and certainly the coaching staff looks like. Yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun and a good reason for you to take advantage of signing up now for that 60% off annual VIP membership, uh, the coaching changes, the recruiting cycles. I mean, look, there might not be a better site to sign up under, too, uh, with some potential commitments coming uh, down the pipeline, uh, including today all eyes on Harlem Berry, Bryce Underwood this weekend, coaching changes on both sides of the football. Uh, and don't forget, we got we got basketball. We have baseball as well. So come join us, myself, Glenn West, and Sonny Ship over at Go 24-7. As, uh, man, we're rocking and rolling uh, in the new year. No rest for the weary is how we started off this podcast. And, uh, man, I know Glenn's just 
getting ready to sleep in his own bed for the first time. It feels like probably in forever with all the news that we've had breaking uh, here recently. But hey, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. We will catch you next time here on the Go 24-7 Podcast. My name is Bryce Kuhn. He's Glenn West, and we'll see you next time. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.